The Women of Color STEM Conference presents the Fintech Symposium Luncheon and Workshop. What is Fintech and why is it important? A professional development seminar featuring Valerie Root of the Boeing Company, financial advisor David Jones, an IT application manager and professor for Canton Township and Northwood University, Dr. Tasha Paget. As global populations become more diverse and mobile, and services more independent, disruption in technology sectors will evolve at an even more rapid rate. This is especially true in the financial industry, where financial technology, or fintech, continues to be one of the fastest growing and rapidly changing industries. One of the major drivers is the influence of women in the financial services and technological worlds. Their talents and skill sets are allowing for new consumer and business applications and business models in these areas. By leveraging technology, the fintech industry and the women driving it are helping businesses become more efficient. Without further ado, the Women of Color STEM Conference presents the Fintech Symposium Luncheon and Workshop. What is fintech and why is it important? Featuring Valerie Root, David Jones, and Dr. Tasha Paget. Hello, hello. Can I get everyone to please move forward? Can you move forward? Come closer. Get up out of your seats and walk forward. Anyone? We don't mind. I want you guys to come up here so you guys can hear us. This is going to be recorded and we're going to be passing the mic around. So I need everyone to come forward, move forward, move closer. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're in here for what is FinTech and why is it important? I'm Valerie Root and this is Tasha, uh, excuse me, Dr. Tasha Paget and Mr. David Jones. We're going to be talking about FinTech, financial technology and what it is and why it is important. Thank you to Ms. Beasy, who have already covered a lot of the financial technology example in her presentation. Uh, do anyone here who just walked in do not know what financial technology is or have no clue of what financial technology is? Okay, we have one person who don't know what it is. Financial technology is nothing more than putting finance within your reach. It's taking out the middleman and reducing the cost for consumers. So if you're doing bill pay on your phone or on a computer, that's one way of doing fine tech. If you're doing, um, what is it, ATM? ATM, if you're doing also stock marketing, you're using Robinhood, which is free on your phone, that is also fine tech as well. So Ms. Dr. Tasha Paget will be talking about why it's actually important in the financial world. Um, FinTech is very important, <clears throat> excuse me, in the financial world um, from various aspects. You can think of it from the consumer aspect as well as actually inside the brick and mortar of the actual financial building. So when you think about finance and technology, you have technology throughout your whole business operations. You may not think that technology is so important if you are in human resources or if you're in payroll or even if you're in customer service, but guess what it is. So that finance and technology, when it comes to one example in human resources, 
How do you usually look up your various 401k options or your retirement options? A lot of times now you see different apps that you're able to look that up and tie it back into your organization. That's actually part of FinTech. We actually are making things or making different modules and applications so that you're able to do your everyday business using technology without paper. Then you look at it from the consumer um, aspect. You look at how, you're, um, how she just mentioned, you have to think about how you're able to do online banking or I'm going to take it out of actually a finance um, or a banking perspective. I work for Kenton Township. So our finance and technology actually plays a great role even with our residents and where we live at. So we have to make it so that they can pay their different bills online. People want to be able to use technology to look up other aspects of pay their property taxes. So we have to think of how we're going to better suit our consumer a lot of times when we're thinking about how to use FinTech. Um, I'm a wealth advisor and I, I look at FinTech in a, in a different lens. Um, my background is in financial economics. Um, so I look at it from an economics perspective, um, an investment perspective, an entrepreneur perspective, and also an education perspective. In economics, um, the prior speaker talked, um, she mentioned the World Bank. FinTech is, is, is revolutionizing uh, the world and, and, and getting access to folks who didn't have access to banking. If you think about banking, um, banking is the ecosystem, um, it is a heartbeat of an ecosystem. So when you have access to banking, access to capital, that would allow you to grow more efficiently in uh, different markets. From an, entrepreneur from an entrepreneurship perspective, um, if you're starting a business, typically, young entrepreneurs, minorities, we don't have access to cash like, like, like some other major organi organization does have. Uh, FinTech allows you to get access to cash, crowdfunding, uh, crowdsourcing, a lot of more efficient ways to access capital. Um, investments, I mean, there's, if you was in the prior uh, meeting, um, the, the future in technology, the future in FinTech is gonna be exploding. You want to be invested in the future. From, edu from, from education, um, my master's is in, is in Ohio, I'm in Indiana. I, I'm able to study from abroad much more, not, not abroad, but from a different state, much more cheaper, much more efficiently. So hopefully we can answer some more questions for you guys going forward. So one of the things um, to think about too is if you think about how different departments use finance and technology combined, um, I don't know how your corporation works, but you think about that small mom and pop shop that still writes a paycheck and still have that person go and actually deposit their check into a bank. Most companies, I think probably a good 95% of companies now, organizations, you have to have direct deposit. So you think about how the different consumers are doing business and they're doing business using technology. You look at the new generation of people that's entering the workforce, a lot of them will probably would never see a paper check in their life because that's not how people are using technology now to actually do business. So you think of how within your organization you're incorporating technology to do your regular operations. Finance is very important. You can use your technology in your organization to um, in your marketing department, your human resource department, 
um, all these various different departments to figure out how exactly you want to operate. So that's one of the key things that most organizations have to think about where you're not thinking that technology and finance are working together, it really is. Are there any questions at this time? Okay, I have a question. How many of y'all are actually using FinTech that you know of? Okay, can someone tell me what they're using it? How are they using it? Well, I uh, Morgan Franklin, J.P. Morgan Chase, um, various banking apps, uh, Mint. I love um, those. Are just some that come to mind. Um, Mint, Acorns, um, investing app. I also use a lot. Different ways. That was Acorn. Is Acorn free app? It is. Well, so <laughs> download is free. If you're a student, it's free. Um, but if not, it's a dollar a month. Up until I want to see you get like five thousand dollars, and after that, it's a percentage of your um, account balance. Okay. How many of you like to actually pay the middleman to do your stock marketing for you to build up your portfolio? How many actually like that to pay? You like to pay? Oh my lord. <laughs> okay. FinTech reduces the consumer cost to where you don't have to pay. There are apps out there that are actually free that will help you. Even if you do not know about the stock market, when you use FinTech, it will show you that this is your portfolio and this is what your portfolio should look like. If you want to use that, you can or you can continue to go down the same road that you're already going on. But with the technology now of using that free app and showing you how to do it, even if you don't know how to work the stock market, is part of FinTech as well. Okay, so I am the founder of I Am A Genius, and it is a retail line as well as a community development company. So right now for funding, it's been self-funded for the most part. Um, and then we do community partnerships, for instance, a portion of all our proceeds supports a nonprofit that develops and helps young people get exposure to STEM and entrepreneurship. Let me backtrack to okay. another way of getting funding, you know, applying for grants. So funding, you know, getting grants or applying for grants, being a for-profit, you know, it's a little bit different, but I have been fortunate in that regard too. Hi, um, I just got here. I have two investment properties. Um, so I came in to learn how I could uh, implement uh, that. Okay, so she mentioned she has two investment properties, right? Am I telling you correct? How do you receive uh, that cash flow, that payment from those investment properties? I just got it through um, bank transfer, Zelle. Okay. okay. So back in the old days, you had to mail in a check. Right. That's FinTech right there. Typically, when you are opening up your own business, there's a lot of costs with that business. FinTech has, has allowed and enabled corporations to lower their costs, right? One of the biggest costs to uh, corporations is healthcare costs. Um, by FinTech, by understanding how individuals are, their lifestyles, uh, their health, their activities, um, they're able to lower their costs for the overall uh, premiums when it, in regards to businesses. That's part of FinTech. So FinTech also helps drive down costs. And when you're thinking about investing, you want companies who are investing in the future, investing and lowering their costs. So hopefully maximize your overall investment within that overall company. Um, 
So that's a very big port, portion of FinTech is driving down costs, making sure cash is more accessible to small entrepreneurs, um, et cetera. We're moving away from cash. So now you're going to have cryptocurrency, you're going to have bitcoins, and um, other avenues like that that we're using to where cash is no longer actually readily available to people. You don't have to go into the bank to go get the money to go pay someone or to pay your bills. So this is the way that the world is going, trying to put everything at your fingertip. You in control of your own money, of your own finances, cutting down the cost for you as a consumer to actually do what you need to do in everyday life. So FinTech is actually reducing that for us. Yes, ma'am. You're listening to the FinTech Symposium Luncheon and Workshop. What is FinTech and why is it important? Featuring Valerie Root, David Jones, and Dr. Tasha Padgett. Brought to you by the Women of Color STEM Conference. Uniting women in STEM by continuing the press for progress. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So since you brought up the point of a cryptocurrency, what is FinTech doing to influence um, the security so that the transactions take place securely? What is FinTech doing for security purposes with right. blockchain? Right, because uh, so right, I'm in cybersecurity, yeah. so constantly there's a lot going on with uh, crypto mining uh, and, and cyber theft. So. Does it, are you doing anything to influence that these transactions are done securely? So uh, I guess for me, selfishly, I'm not a big fan of, of cryptocurrency. Um, I, I'm more of a fan of the central bank being able to track um, financial movements. Um, I think a big part of um, the past election cycle, you saw a big spike in, in, in blockchain investment in uh, cryptocurrency. A lot of fraudulent activity goes on um, in, within that entire space. Um, from my perspective, I am not in cybersecurity, so I don't fully understand um, what, are, what, what things are in place to stop that. Uh, so does anyone else have an opinion on it? I, I don't really have a good opinion on it right now, especially when it comes to that. I just think about how a lot of the transactions that we have, um, I'm just going to use Cash App as an example. Um, that seems like the way that everybody wants, hey, Cash App me this money, Cash App me that money, but... It's not, in my opinion, it's not as secure as it should be because I've seen people get hacked. So I really can't um, speak on that because I'm not in cybersecurity either. Um, I guess from my take is just making sure folks are, are aware of what activity is going on behind the blockchain. Um, so a, a passion of mine, even though I am in a wealth advisor, I do investing, um, is protecting people. Um, a lot of ways uh, that, that um, so if you think about human trafficking, um, a few years ago it was reported um, human trafficking was almost a $20 billion a year industry. Um, if you fast, if you back up two more years, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the largest banks in the world, net income was around $20 billion. So that industry alone um, is as big as the largest bank in the world. Um, and a lot of those payments, those illegal act, um, activity payments, are filtered through blockchain because you can't track it. Right? So um, even though I, I'm not in cybersecurity, I think uh, engineers and you guys are masterful in that space. That's not my, that's not my, that's not what I do. Um, 
But so what I try to do is just make sure folks are aware of what is behind those activities and what you actually are investing in. Um, a big piece of what folks are in, interested in now is how do I maximize my current dollars so they're worth more in the future. And right now, blockchain has been something that folks have been talking about. So folks are willing to risk um, their investments, their, their money in that space to hopefully maximize um, their returns. Um, so from my perspective on security, I just try to make folks aware of what kind of activities that typically is funding, uh, funding and also how risky it is. And it's been reported that um, certain folks are, are tricking the system. You know, they'll you know, buy something, say it's worth 20,000 and it's really, anyway, it's, it's a lot of crazy activities going on in blockchain. Um, so I, I typically try to steer folks away from it. Go ahead, ma'am. So she's a, she, she'll probably be a much what better explaining to you. It's basically a, a payment system, right? So um, in, when you are, if you have bank in JP Morgan and you deposit money to that bank and you, and you make a payment, there, there's a ledger for that payment, right? So we know, you know, what you paid for it, how much you paid for it, there's a process, right? Blockchain is, is similar to that process, but eliminates the middleman. It takes that middleman away. So now I can send money to uh, Ghana or, or some, some foreign place, Russia, some foreign place, and, and there's no way of tracking, really, where that money came, where it went. Does it make sense? So it's a, for some people who want that privacy, I don't want the government in my business, I try to express, you know, no, big, the big brother is actually a really good place because they're hope, hopefully they're, they're, they're limiting illegal activities, even though they let a lot of illegal activities uh, go by. I guess to answer um, her question again, when she asked, what are we doing to make changes or try to make sure it's secure? So I know like from in my business, working for the township, a lot of the innovations and things that our consumers or our residents are asking for we tend to not jump on innovating everything so quickly because we try to make sure what the transactions that we are taking and doing are secure. So we do have some people that scream and say, well, why can't we just PayPal you this? Or why can't we just cash app you this? Because we can't make sure, we have to make sure the way we're um, conducting business is secure. Because the moment that we collect money from you to pay a water bill or some different type of transaction and you become hacked, it's going to be all over saying Kenton Township, and they sold my information and now they own, you know, so we have to make sure. So that's sometimes um, as fast as the public is moving and they're innovative and they're doing all these different things. A lot of organizations move a little slower just because we want to make sure that our transactions are secure and so I guess from our perspective, from where, where I work at, we, we do pay for like um, Visa or different um, banks to do a lot of that security. We, we have them doing all the secure parts of it and we're collecting the money from them. So not to try to have someone else take the blame or get the problem, but we know that we're not equipped to make sure that your transaction is completely secure. Um. I'm listening to I've listened to what uh, BZ uh, had stated when she was doing her presentation and what you're saying to me now, as far as the security of uh, you know technology and finance, and I'm believing that if I wanted to do anything financial, I'm gonna go through Visa because one of the things that the banks taught me uh, as a victim was that had I not used my debit 
card mm -hmm. and used a Visa card or MasterCard, then it limits the amount of how I can be taken advantage of. And also it allows for a better tracking system as opposed to what the young man had brought to the forefront. So it's kind of, I'm listening to, to uh, all this wonderful technology and um, I'm thinking now from just from a victim standpoint, if I pull up into a McDonald's and I tell my car to order me a, a Big Mac and, and the next thing I know, they've run off with my funds because they've been able to hack my car. So in light of all this, I'm, I guess I'm putting it out there wondering if you guys are gonna be forced so much technology as it, as it you know, uh, pertains to finance, then you're gonna have to get some stopgap measures in there mm -hmm. as far as security is concerned because the very first time you get a group of people that have been hacked mm -hmm. and taken advantage of, this whole thing is gonna collapse like a house of cards because the one thing you can't separate a person from is their finances. Exactly. And so I'll I'm play trying with to tell money. you, it'll bring the menopause to the surface. Oh, so I'm just, you know, I wanted to put that out there for you guys to, as you're, as you're putting this out here and, and trying to um, bring financial finance and technology and the blending of the two together and, and put, shopping it out to, to everyone to take advantage of these opportunities. You, I mean, you can't start a town without police because the I criminals agree. are ran amok, run amok. So I'm just putting it out there for you guys. I'm not negating where I'm, I love what you're talking about, but I love my money too. Yeah. So just please be mindful, thank you. I feel you. I know what you're talking about. We, and, and just so you're aware, we have built teams that are actually hacking us, trying to get into us. And so we will get things as a regular employee um, and we have the opportunity to, if we open it, you yeah. see what that looks like, right? You also have the opportunity to report it. Um, we've started having conversations with Amazon. We've started having conversations with some of the other the organizations, Google, things of that nature, where we can kind of think through what does this look like? They are doing it. They're doing it successfully. We are a bank. We are a firm. We move tons and tons of money on a daily basis. And so we have to think through that. So from our perspective, I can't speak for anyone else, but from the JP Morgan perspective, we, we, we are talking about it every second, every minute of the day. Um, we are having cloud parties with applications and uh, they, seriously cloud parties to figure this out because you cannot jump in there thinking we can figure it all out from start to finish. There are pieces of it. And to your point, if we want to remain the number one bank in the organization or in the country, we can't mess with people's money. Yeah, right. right? And, and we also can't stop technology exactly. either. Right? We love that we can do everything with this. Whether we ever say we do or not, we really do. So if we want to stay competitive, we can't say we can only do it to a certain degree because there's going to be the city banks and the other that says we can do it all. And you won't have to worry about your money going twice. Right, so it is something that we, we have an entire line of business oh, yeah. that is only focused on cybersecurity and technology. Can you, uh, can you express from a dollar perspective how much you guys are, are allocating per year? I could, but I would to... like to keep my job so no. Okay. <laughs> but typically. Just I'm... know that it's not, it's not a small amount and typically, we take it very seriously. Typically behind compliance, that's probably one of the largest line items on, on 
within an organization Absolutely. protecting security. Absolutely. And compliance, they're probably one and two. Go ahead, Mel. And the wonderful glasses. So, thank you. I want to give you some practical solutions. I'm Stephanie Smith with Fifth Third Bank, and everything Kim says is true. They, are, they do have solutions. Uh, we do, and others do. Um, it's called Access 360. It is like a credit card. It allows you to load based upon your purchase. It works just like a debit card. So if they hack into that card, they can only get what you've loaded. And if you're shopping on Amazon or whatever, you're going to get a pre-shot of whatever's, whatever your amount is. Um, if you do a lot of mobile banking like I do, you move that amount to the Access 360, and then that's all that they can get. So that's one real way of protecting yourself. Everyone here should have identity alert. Um, it's a very inexpensive tool to protect yourself. Again, State Farm has it, Fifth Third has it, it's like a dollar twenty-five, a dollar fifty a month. I'm sure JP Morgan has it. We all have that. Do something to protect yourself today. Mm -hmm. Identity theft is real and it's arduous to undo when it's done. So those would be two things I'd ask you to look at. Mm -hmm. Who in here take who, who in here takes care of a, a parent or an elderly person? Do you live with them or she lives with. Thank you. Are yes. you with them 24/7? With yes. Wow. That's a lot. She still has her own home, but she stays with me primarily. Okay. So. And the same thing happened to my mother. That happened to you twice. And the the um, she has a, a is a longtime um, um, customer of the credit union, and the credit union told her the exact same thing to um, make all of her transactions on her credit card. And so now I'm, I am trying to transition her um, to that. That's a, we just started that as a very slow process because she's accustomed to doing what she's accustomed to doing. And they don't like to change, just to be changing. No one likes to change. <laughs> okay, if there's no further question, we're gonna end this session now. You like a hoop? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fintech Symposium Luncheon and Workshop. What is Fintech and why is it important? A professional development seminar featuring Valerie Root of the Boeing Company, financial advisor David Jones, an IT application manager and professor for Canton Township and Northwood University, Dr. Tasha Pageant. If you've enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the Women of Color STEM Conference. For more information on how you, your company, or organization can take part, visit www.womenofcolor.net. For college students, contact us at 410-244-7101.